The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John. That guy who dropped the ball is the reason the Kardashians are famous Kardashians because famous. so he drops the ball, Bills draft OJ, OJ comes to Buffalo, meets his wife. Anyway, Rob Kardashian hired to represent OJ, therefore bringing him you know, into the limelight and subsequently his uh, reality star family. Rando. We have this trust built uh, on, you know, whatever it is, like Bibles and gold bricks and whatever it, Brandon Bean's drinking over there. And Pat. I mean, 200 pounds of muscle is like, that's something you have to work towards, man. It's like, you know, I'm 190 pounds and I look like Tony Gwynn, not like, you know what I mean, Devin Singletary, (laughs) so. All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Pat and Brando. We are part of uh, the Buffalo Ramblings Network. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha! I can't believe we forgot to mention that on our last show. We didn't, yeah. we didn't even get into it. Wow. Anyway, we ramble all over the place. Here, yeah. Man. Well, we put Brandon in Twitter jail and we've moved on. And, oh uh, <laughs> man. I got to get out of jail free pass. Nah. That's all right. Well, you don't have to. So <laughs> oh, oh, we lost Pat. <laughs> we lost Pat. That's all funny. Right, well, we're going to take a quick break while we get Pat back on the line. We'll be right back with an episode. So stay tuned. That's so funny. <laughs> back and we uh we got pat back on the line pat is uh still alive and kicking kicking and screaming <laughs> <laughs> kicking like tyler yeah, bass kicking like here. urban meyer yeah. over here here we are oh. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we could uh, go on with this kicking like enter things here for yeah. a while uh, i'm sure there's a line that we get to and, and we are and after cross, dark so it could get it could yeah, get spicy it is it yeah. is after dark uh we've made it to kind of a lull in the off season so uh Thank you guys for tuning in. You know that, you know, Bill's Mafia never stops. It's a year-round event. But this is the this is the time of the off-season where we're probably going to be reflecting on some random topics. I'm sure down the line we'll have some some fun segments, but today I thought we'd just talk about a pretty simple topic now that we have our draft picks, free agency is shaped up. I'm sure I'm sure that there'll be some more veteran additions throughout the off-season and into training camp in August. But I thought that we just discuss which of these new bills is going to make the biggest impact this year. So out of the rookies that are part of this draft class and the free agent signings, 
which included, you know, Von Miller, OJ Howard, et cetera, et cetera. Who do you think is going to have the biggest impact? So Brandon, you've got a pretty obvious choice for this one. I feel like (laughs) I'm going to assume. I like when uh, Brandon Bean listens to me when I give him an elevator pitch, right? That's true. That's true. Well, apparently he listened to to the spreadsheet for the draft too. So uh, (laughs) he must be another non-Buffalo podcast. We have his ear, man. (laughs) I guess so. That's so funny because today I was talking, this is not totally relevant, but uh, I was in a meeting when my, my boss, my principal was like, what's your dream? What's your dream career? And I was like, I, I always, since I've been like 11, have said GM of the Bills. And it was funny for a while because the GM of the Bills always sucked. Like there's always a chance. And, and she's like, well, Brandon Bean does a pretty good job. Uh, like, you know, you're probably <laughs> great, Brandon. But, uh, you know, there's another Brandon who's pretty good. And I was like, yeah. So that door is kind of closed, you know, unfortunately for me, but fortunate for Buffalo and their Bill's franchise. Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's cool to see that we have this guy, big baller being, you know, we love him. Um, he picks up Von Miller in the off season and brings the championship caliber stuff to Buffalo. That's his motto, playoff caliber, championship caliber. And you go get a guy, Von Miller coming in double digit sacks, increasing our pressure rate. That was already one of the top in the league. Um, I think pressure rate was number one. Yeah. It wasn't as, or, or maybe it, it was, was one, pass rush. It was pass rush win rate. Yeah. I believe we were number one. But it, it's I, like, I, I don't have the stats in front of me. It, but. Yeah. The amount of pass rushes that generated pressure on a quarterback. We're getting into the deep stats here, but yeah. But I mean, also, they weren't number one in sacks, obviously. Yeah. They're not a high sack team. So this might help. You know, this might help that. Exactly. That that's that might yeah. be the one that actually, you know, they actually end up getting there or really impacting the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you're totally right. He's an impact player. He's the kind of guy who will get you a fumble in, in a critical part of a game or, or a strip sack and, and that kind of thing. It just so. the way that this AFC is loaded up, you know, Elam could be a good pick for this, uh, our corner. When you got Miami loaded up at receiver, Kansas City, even losing Tyreek Hill, but adding Sky Moore and, you know, uh, Valdez Scanding and Juju Smith-Schuster and Tyreek or and uh, Travis Kelsey. And so the way to defend that is to have good corners or just uh, stop the ball before it leaves the quarterback's hands. And. I think, or both in this case with, yeah. with the additions they made this yeah. offseason. So. It's super interesting concept when I first got into coaching the development of schemes on defense where it's like, do you want to get coverage sacks because your secondary is so good? Or do you want to have a bull rush off your defensive line? And you know, your secondary might not be as good, but your D line is good enough to get to the quarterback before he can get the ball out. And we kind of have the best of both worlds right now. Um, and you know, we have, we've seen it This is the fifth year with a, as a top line defense. So, um, I'm hoping that'll that'll put him over the hump here and uh, bring that Lombardi to Buffalo. Pat, do you have a, a take on a player that you think is going to be a big impact this season, whether it's the the rookie or free agent? Yeah, I would have to say that I think um, the two prodigal sons, um, Shaq Lawson and Mr. Jordan Phillips, I could see them making a really big difference, um, especially you know with us having a lot of turnover there, um, interior defensive line. I think that. I look back to, um, you know, I guess it would have been Josh's second year and how dominant that defense was. And obviously that was whatever, two years ago, two and a half years ago. And obviously they're two and a half years older, but 
I'll be excited to see how, how that pans out. And yeah. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan Phillips in 2019 was a half sack away from double digit sacks for the bills as a defensive tackle. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but he had a really great year and I think that the bills fans really loved him and his presence and his energy. Yeah. Him and Shaq, it's exciting to have them back. I mean, even if they're just rotational players, it'll be great to have them there, but it'll be interesting to see also, cause they also brought in Tim settle as yeah, well from, yeah. from the commanders. And he's pretty damn young. I mean, he's only like true, 23. True. Yeah. Commanders fans, uh, at least from what I heard, they, they really liked him. They were kind of upset that he got let go. We'll have to see. I mean, it'll be really fun to watch these guys in training camp and hopefully we'll get the chance to do that in person. Honestly, if we can all make it out to Fisher this year, which obviously hasn't been a possibility for the past few years. But for me, we, we talk about this defense and I'm really excited about Kyrie Elam, obviously as an athletic CB2. Bruce has been clamoring for a cornerback to high in the draft for years and years and years. And he finally got his Christmas, which like a long time, a long time. He brings it up. Yeah. You're not only going to see that improve the defense, but he's not my number one impact player because we focus on the defense. We focus on Von Miller and stuff like that, but it really is the offense of the Buffalo bills that is going to carry them to the super bowl. You know, I mean, we look at all the teams that have done well recently have had a half decent defense, but you know, the story of the season when the bills are good is, is usually the offense. So if if there are some games where we're just hoping that the bills defense can get a stop here and there, but really, I mean, if, if this offense keeps adding weapons and keeps getting better, you know, who's going to score 35 points a game to keep up with the bills, probably only a handful of teams in the NFL can, and definitely in a loaded AFC with, with great quarterbacks and really good offenses. We might see a couple of shootouts. The bills have got the arms to keep up with the best of them. So you add a guy like James cook to that mix, not as a number one starting running back. Like a lot of people wanted Brees hall to be, but a rotational guy who's going to compliment Singletary Again, the Alvin Kamara comp is a little bit overused, but be a pass catching back out of the backfield who can run wheel routes and can actually be a deep threat. I think the versatility that you're going to get in Ken Dorsey's offense, which is also going to be an exciting fold in this as well, is going to be cool because you can run out two tight ends and two running backs if you wanted, like 22 personnel, and which is usually a heavy package, right? That's like two tight ends, a fullback and a running back. And you might be able to spread it out and pass it with that kind of personnel and get tons of mismatches. So um, I'm excited to see that if he gets five, six, seven touches a game, I think that he's the kind of guy who can break one off and and have a pretty good highlight reel for the year, if, if nothing else. I think it's interesting because so, the model that we're looking at here is Clyde Edwards-Alaire, right? And he did go off in the beginning of the year, uh, but he slowed down a little bit. But that's... Kind of what we want. We don't want Josh to get those miles on his legs in September and October. I, I don't really, we don't need it until it's crunch time. But when it's crunch time, I want him to have it, right? I don't want him to pour from a glass that's been emptied, beating up on teams like the Dolphins and the Patriots and the Jets when we, you know, we don't need it. I, if, he, if it's going to be a wild card game and Josh is going to go out against Miami and run for 130 yards. That's fine, but I don't need him to do it against the Lions on Thanksgiving. Let let Cook go off. Let Cook cook. You know, whatever whatever it is. So <laughs> uh, I'm sure we will hear that at some point this year. But it's got to be about keeping Josh safe and healthy. Even if that 
isn't the best version of our offense. They know what it looks like. And Josh knows when he, right. He woke up and legendarily said in Kansas city, I chose violence today. What did you choose? And that's his pregame speech. That's all he said. And he just goes out and has the game of his career and we lose in heartbreaking fashion, but that's not his fault. So, um, it's all about keeping him safe and healthy and taking these reps and cook will do that. And I think you made the good point in our last show, John, I didn't really think about it, right? All those receivers are off the board, but you got a guy that can run and catch. So it was a good weapon. Um, I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious to see how he, he fits. Yeah. Sal Capacho brings it up pretty often that this is a team that is much more looking at pass catchers as a general weapon and not just a wide receiver trait, you know, because I mean, they added OJ Howard, who's going to be a tight end that can be out in the route, which they haven't had for a little bit. I mean, no, no offense to Tommy Sweeney or anything like that, but he's not exactly a deep threat. You know, he's not somebody who can run up the seam and, and be a legitimate target that's going to create mismatches. But yeah, I mean, this offense is going to be exciting. The defense is going to be exciting. I mean, there's a million different ways that this football team can win. And if they go out and perform on a daily, you know, on a weekly basis, like they should. And that, I mean, there's inevitably going to be a clunker along the way. I don't think it's going to be as bad as Jacksonville last year, or maybe even as bad as the Steelers, but there there's going to be clunkers. Like every NFL team has them. Anyway, uh, sorry, Brandon. There's also one thing I wanted to talk about that you said with keeping miles off of Josh and keeping tread on the tires. I think that that's important for the longevity of his career too. And, and you know, that's even this early in his career. I think that that's important if you want him to be your franchise quarterback till as old as he can get, because if you want to win a lot of Super Bowls, the best chance you have is to play for a lot of years. I mean, Tom Brady, a lot if is you retire here, all right. A lot is more than one. I know. A I know. I'm, I'm, I'm sounding, yeah. I'm sounding greedy yeah. here. Um, but yeah, I mean, you want, who wouldn't want Josh to play for, even if, even if they only, you know, I'm not saying they're not, they're going to win the Super Bowl every year or anything like that. It's too tough of a league to do that. But, you want Josh to be playing until 40, right? Yes. You know, I don't in, think he'll in, make it in, to 40, in, though. And that's okay. But he loves but Brett Favre. But you want him to, yeah. right? The thing is, I mean, it's cool because he's kind of a unicorn where we haven't seen somebody like him before. I mean, Ben didn't run like Josh. And Elway didn't run like Josh. And Manning didn't run like Josh. But Josh no, can, not even Josh can <laughs> kind of throw... <laughs> Josh can throw like... Elway, he can he could probably throw better than Elway. He could probably throw the better same, than Favre. Better than yeah. Favre, he could throw. And Favre, Favre is a good comp for a kind of a gunslinger. I think that Josh, you know, is has it even more in the head than Favre did. I think Josh is. You know, better. you famous, you fit. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you famously hear Favre talk about like what the hell is a nickel defense? I don't know what that is. I just go out there and that's a funny it, you know? quote. Yeah, that's a funny. Quote. <laughs> uh, and and the other thing is you can. You can still keep it if you can throw. Ben Roethlisberger couldn't throw, right? And it's funny how his arm just deteriorated so fast. But he didn't have any crazy injuries. I don't. He did not keep in shape. He did not take care of his body. Well, I mean, Ben did like um, he he messed himself up pretty bad. Um, he got in a motorcycle accident right after he won the first Super Bowl. Yeah, that um, didn't impact him for his career though. That's just like he broke his face all up, right? Like that was like his nose. I'm pretty sure and, it was his wrist though. Oh, was all it up. interesting? Because I remember he like broke his face all up. Um, still, either way, the point is, even if Josh can make it to 35 and his peak running stops at 30. I mean, Cam Newton's what, 32? Like these running quarterbacks have a very small window. Mike Vick did it for seven or eight years. Uh, Cam Newton did it for five. 
And uh, Mike Vick is still like two or three years younger than Tom Brady. And he's been out of the league for what? Yeah. Almost eight years, yeah. 10 years. Close. I don't know. Something Close. around there. Um, which is, is crazy to think. And, and Cam fell off fast and so did Mike. And, uh, something that I don't want to see happen fast. I want him to be able to like John Elway made it in this, into the end zone on like the last play of his career, right? He helicoptered in and he had enough juice left to do that. And I want Josh to like get every ounce of juice that he has out of his body. So you see these pictures of him in the. <laughs> that's a weird. <laughs> oh man, that's the, uh, uh, anyway. Bad takes by uh, Brandon right there. Uh, what there I mean is, yeah. no, that's okay. No need to correct. Just pick up the shovel, climb out of the. Uh, hole. I want uh, him <laughs> to be able to just be healthy. And you, do you see the pictures of him and uh, Gabe Davis in the weight room? Like this dude is. Oh my God. Yeah. This is that time of year though, where these players get super buff. We've seen it from Devin Singletary because they're working out all the time in the, in the middle of the season. You don't have like your body's getting broken down so much by getting hit by people that you don't have the capacity. Wouldn't be good for you to try to, this is the build build. that's maintained. This This is is the build. build. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is super interesting from just like we talked about it a little bit, the linebacker, like kinesiology and health standpoint. I always find that interesting. That's my background is just like, the amount of time and effort and the food. I want to know like the, the amount of calories that the Bills teams consume, like the cafeteria, they all have chefs because like they can hit the gym all they want, but if they're not eating. Like what does a six foot five super freak human being eat? I, if I ever see Josh again, I'm going to ask him that because I want to know what his diet's like. And I'm sure people <laughs> hey, don't. Hey Josh, what'd you eat for oh, lunch he, today? He probably doesn't hear that every day, right? So it'd be That's like, true. That's true. Clown? Oh, oh, it's that brand kid. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so I'm just curious, you know, and it's interesting to see how they do it. And you get the linemen, right? I mean, they sh- they drop 10, 20 pounds on a, on a weekend and then they eat for Thanksgiving. Famously, they gain 10 pounds. Like that's that's sickening. I don't understand. But the body it's is crazy. a wild place. They got a lot of capacity. But just to get back to something you said a second ago, when you're when you're comping to quarterbacks like Cam Newton and Michael Vick, I don't want to like... I don't think that Michael Vick is a good comp for this. Maybe like more like Cam Newton or some other quarterbacks who kind of had shorter careers. I'm going to, I'm going to say that Josh Allen, like the person he is and the work ethic and the student of the game that he is, is going to be enough that when his legs aren't as fast or his arm isn't just a laser, that he's going to be enough of a student of a game to start having the things. The players who have long careers, have it in their head so well that that they're able to still play the game at a high level without the most elite traits out of any player. Which is so is interesting. Josh has already shown that he's that kind of person. He is someone who's constantly learning. He's constantly getting better. He has a growth mindset. He doesn't have a fixed mindset like a lot of quarterbacks that come into the league and are superstars right away and, you know, just fall off after a while because they're like, I'm great. I don't need to get better, you know. So you know what the enemy, you know what the enemy of greatness is? Uh, I don't know. Pride. Good. Yeah, stuff. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's the quote. Pat probably could have called that right off. The, the enemy bat. of oh, greatness yeah. is good. I like that. I live by that. I like to say. I mean, maybe. I guess it would depend who you ask, but. Uh, the other part about this that I think is fascinating Brady just did it for a decade now but you see it in other sports LeBron you see it in 
hockey a lot. The first time I ever saw it, nobody probably knows who Henrik Zetterberg is on this podcast. We played for the Red Wings and, you know, he was like a Hart Trophy MVP finalist. But as he aged, his whole game changed. But he still was so good in a different way. And the way that Magic Johnson did this when he got older. And yeah. what about Jaeger, too? Yeah. He, he played Jaeger. pretty late, right? The, the alcohol? No, not like Yamir. Yeah, it's no, a Jaeger. No. Yeah, Yamir Jaeger. Jaeger. Sorry. <laughs> did I say yeah, Jaeger? I like Jaeger. Yeah, I like Jaeger. <laughs> Um, oh, no. yeah, no, Yager's just, you know, he, he, he was all right. Zetterberg kept his, like a lot of them, Yager was all right, but he was also like 45, Like he was, he was old, old, but, yeah, uh, yeah. the way that these players age, uh, when you have a brain that can really process the game, it's fascinating. Cause it's like, you're a coach on the ice at this point or in the field or on the court, whatever yeah. it is. Or and, on the pitcher's mound too, man. That's what I yeah. was thinking about. Yeah, too. yeah. I mean, Justin Verlander did it twice. He reinvented his entire career after his Tommy John surgery. Like he's out here throwing 99, a hundred, 101 complete game, no hitters, blows his arm out, blows his ERA up for four runs. And then he comes back and he wins another Cy Young and he wins the world series at 36, 37, 38, pitching the best in his game. And, uh, I like that because that that takes that skill. That's like determination. That's mindset. That's everything. And you need that to be good. And these young bucks don't have that. I don't think, but Josh, Josh is, you. yeah. One other guy I wanted to mention kind of as an honorable mention, um, was Khalil Shakir, uh, the wide receiver out of Boise state. He is widely regarded as a steal in the fifth round for the bills could have gone as high as the third round. I I'm really interested to see how the wide receiver room shakes out for the bills this year, because they are loaded in the slot and a little bit light outside when it comes to, you know, bodies and stuff. I mean, the third outside was receiver right now is basically Jake Kumaro. If you're really thinking about it, that, so. that bad. They were talking about this on GR. <clears throat> like, do you really want Jake Kumaro to be your third outside receiver? I'm like, well, he's pretty good. I mean, Aaron Rodgers wants him. Josh Allen wants him. He's gotten highlight catches. At least one, like that Denver. <laughs> at, at least, least one. one. Like, <laughs> it could be worse. I'm just saying he's not throwing to like any of those first Tyrod years. Oh, like, okay, like, how many? How many like lower roster receivers can you name from the Tyrod years? Oh, dude, Brandon, Brandon Tate, Brandon Tate, that, Riley that, Cooper. Uh, Riley Cooper. I don't even remember. I only know because I got Riley, Riley like, Cooper, the white. You're talking the white kid that got in trouble for saying the N word from probably, University of Florida. Maybe Riley Cooper. Hold on. Let me see. I don't Brandon know if Riley Tate. Cooper played for the Bills, though, but that is. And you were right, Brando. Ben Roethlisberger broke his draw on that. Oh, wait. Wasn't there a guy uh, with the last name Riley who was always like the practice squad long shot? That everyone wanted to, he he always balled out. Oh, in he was the, games. he was the Eagles. Brandon like, was it Brandon Riley? Maybe that was who it was. I just know that no, there's a guy say? named who did Riley. You say earlier? Riley Cooper. He played for the Eagles. Yeah, that's what I was. Getting. Riley yeah. Cooper's the guy who got in all the trouble because yeah. he's a racist. I thought Riley Cooper was the guy from National Treasure. Could also be Riley. <laughs> I know his name's Riley too. Oh my goodness, Robert Woods. Yeah, Riley Cooper. Dude, oh, why dude. am I drawing a blank? I'm so glad I don't know these guys anymore. Deontay, is it Deontay Thompson? Yeah, yeah, Deontay Thompson. He had he had some catches in the snow game. Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. I mean, he went on to uh, have a. I don't know if he's still with the 49ers. <laughs> in San right Francisco, now, right? Trying to. Well, yeah. Did we say? Um, we said Robert Foster, yep. right? Yeah. Marcus. Easley. I guess he was more early, Josh. But Marquise Goodwin. Marcus Easley, yes. Chris Hogan. 
Yeah. Or when Chris Hogan was a low key star, but not a complete stud on the bills too. I mean, I mean, we can all forget about Calvin Benjamin. Like that's, that's who I'm looking for. Yeah. Famously one Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. As uh, Booger said, that's probably the best thing Booger's ever said on, uh, on Monday night football. So interesting. Also, I don't know if you guys are keeping up with the schedule or release stuff, but they announced all the international games today. And also there's going to be a game exclusively on ESPN plus, which obviously has a lot of people up in arms who don't have ESPN plus, uh, but not to worry. Uh, Brandon Habermas will send you his login. So if you need many it. people have this login. dude. <laughs> so many people. <laughs> Everyone on this podcast uses Brandon's ESPN plus login. We should just so. like hang out and watch it instead of just like get together. Well, I like next I time friends, I'm able to make the 735 mile trip. Damn it, John, to, uh, get up here and just watch a game with us. <laughs> Stop no. using me for my $3.99 a month ESPN <laughs> plus. Gosh. That's why we keep you on the podcast. <laughs> I just need his ESPN plus. Yeah, that's a good deal, though. It is a good deal. I've had it. I've literally <laughs> it had is, it since it its is. conception. I was like, I was on that right away. Conception, yeah. ESPN was conceived by plus, Disney and Hulu the plus, together. Man, yes, I had ESPN Plus before the bundle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. No, I just said you said conceived. It was conceived. Of like, it conjured up. What do you want? Me, what do you conjured created? up? I don't know. Yeah. Conceived is just a funny word. Why, John? Why is that because funny? I don't children, get it. Children are conceived. Yeah. So are animals and cats. Yes. Part of nature. Yes. Yes. Well, that's why I was like, who are, who are ESPN Plus's two parents? Like, like Scott Van Pelt and Stephen A. Smith came together and were like, yo, we're going to charge people to listen to us. Now. What do you think of that? <laughs> like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> this platform is going to be the best platform. I can't do a good Stephen A. Smith impression. I'm not going to. Anyway. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this one. Uh, let us know what else you guys want us to talk about in the off season. Cause we've got Please. a wide range of topics to cover and uh, inevitably we're going to get to the pat, you know, the part where we just start comparing things to cars again and you guys are going to roll your eyes and not download it. So uh, <laughs> send us your ideas. If you want us to do something for a podcast, uh, shoot us a, a tweet or an email or whatever. Uh, not another Buffalo or I'm sorry. Our email is not another bills podcast at gmail.com. Cause that was the pre not another Buffalo podcast days. Did anybody ever email us? Um, I mean, just like DraftKings and, and other people that, that want right. to ad- advertise with us. But um, so yeah, can't change a Gmail after you create it. So unfortunate for us. But all right. Well, we appreciate all you guys listening and tuning in. Make sure you hit all the uh, subscribe buttons, the like, and uh, all that good stuff. So we appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. And go Bills. Go Bills. Than me, like Charles Mingus and the Tennessee Three. Love us way more open than me. Has no idea who she wants to be. Love us shares her camels with me. Don't you know she's a cigarette queen? Love us way more open than me.
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. 